Welcome to Link Together, a family center program. I'm so excited to have you along as we share our stories. Hey, welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited. I mean, today's gonna be a tough one. We're gonna talk about grief, um, what it is, what it's not. I, I, we've sort of talked about this even prepping this and we, we kind of all stopped. Like, we don't wanna talk too much. We'll save it for this conversation. So I don't even know where you guys stand on this, um, but there's that idea that, you know, when you get a diagnosis, that families go through grief. They go through the stages of grief, that it is you're grieving the child or the person that they were gonna be or who you had built up in your mind when you you know, had that positive pregnancy and thinking about that. And um, I wanna get your perspectives. Um, I'm not sure if I should lead off and tell you how I feel about it, but um, yeah, I think I will. So I, I don't know that it is grief. I've kind of said this that, um, yeah, there's a lot of emotions and sometimes it's sadness and sometimes it's other stuff, but I almost wish there was another word. I know some um, communities and their languages, they have 50 words for rain or whatever that is, right? Like, like I always feel that when I put grief and, and thinking about that, I, I think about true grief when someone passes or you lose something. Um, you know, even a pet or whatever, and what that is versus some of the emotions I've had um, and gone through. And I just don't feel like it's the same because I feel like they're still here. They're, and again, not that I haven't cried, not that I haven't been upset or all angry, I, I guess, whatever those five stages of grief, right? Like I've been all of those, but it, it doesn't, for me, it just doesn't fit. So, I, I was wondering how you guys feel about that. And again, I think if you have different, totally fine, because yeah. I, I think that showcases how we can have common things and just different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Well, I have some opinions on grief, <laughs> as you know. Do you? Do you? <laughs> um, mm. I think for starters, I think the word grief is thought of as death. And that's how we use the word grief. And, and maybe it is grief, what we're feeling, because it is the, um, the losing of something. So we're losing this idea of what we had expected. But because we use the word grief in society to mean death, we think of, uh, you know, our children are not dead. They're alive. Mm -hmm. And they're here, and they're going to thrive, and they're going to, to do the best that they can do. Um, their life is important and meaningful. So I think that that's my first thing is that the word grief is used to represent death and that's why I have an issue with saying that we're going through the grieving cycle or that that family is grieving. Um, but I do understand that there's lots of emotions and the emotions themselves may seem like the grieving cycle, right? You go through anger, you go through denial, you uh, go through self-doubt, um, you also get to the point, hopefully, and most parents, I think, get to the point where they come to acceptance. And then they come to a point where not only are they accepting of the disability, but they are now um, educating others and it's just a part of their life. It becomes more than just acceptance. It becomes just their, their world. And, that's the point where I would love to see more families get to. But I think because we use that word grief, it sets the stage, like we've mentioned before, right? Mm -hmm. It automatically triggers different 
thoughts and emotions in other people and people who aren't going through the process of acceptance. That's kind of what, what I would like to call it, is the process of acceptance. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, um, so I'm, I'm with you, Marisol, in that. And, um, you know, it's really hard to be in the NICU and, and see your child struggling to live and not be hit quite hard. And it, 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 I don't think the word grief was really the right word either. It was just, it was so difficult to be a part of that and, um, and then to see it going on all around you in all the other beds mm-hmm. as well. So that was, that was very powerful. But along the line, um, I will also say too that because of my background and just who, who I was and, and some of my beliefs that um, I never held on to that for very long and just said, oh, this is, this is, this is who our children are. They were made just in exactly how they were to be made and given to us. And so as parents, if all we're doing is grieving and finding it hard to move through that and on to flourish and, and have purpose and, and help them have purpose, then we're not honoring the lives we were given to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get to that point where we were so honoring Emily and Mac for in all their glory of who they are. And um, I've sadly met families whose parents, they've never gotten past the grief Mm -hmm. of the child they thought they would have. And I'm talking families who have grown children who just never were ever fully able to come alongside and and just say, I I got through that and past that. And, you know, I I try to understand it's just different than how I viewed it all. Um, I do believe I have, to some degree, Mm -hmm. grieved um, milestones that I hoped Elijah would reach Mm -hmm. that he hasn't by the age that my other kids did. Mm -hmm. So I think a part of me grieved that um, he didn't walk by you know, 15 months or nine months for my daughter. <laughs> um, or I, I, I grieve that um, he, he can't verbally, with words, communicate. So I, I do feel that I have experienced some form of grief, but um, like you, that's not a place I, I want to live. Um, I think for me, and, and I think, uh, all of y'all have touched on it a little bit. For me, is understanding that his his method is different. How he communicates is different. His mobility is different, um, and 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 I needed to accept mm-hmm. that it was different and be okay with it being different. Um, I remember one of the first counselors that um, that we talked to. Um, they came, they were available to us through our, through hospice. Mm. Um, I remember having a conversation with her and I remember feeling like she wanted me to be sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already sad. I was already emotional, 
But I remember her feeding that mm. rather than encouraging me. You know what I mean? Like she mm -hmm. was just, I just. It was her expectation of how you should process how it, I right? Should, there yeah. you go. Right. It, yeah. it really was about like her expectation yeah. of how you should be processing it. And so here's the stages. Like, like I said, that's <laughs> why it always drives me crazy because mm -hmm. it's sort of like, Okay, well, you just got the diagnosis. Right. You should be right, right here right. on the and, map. <laughs> and that's exact and that's exactly how I feel. I just and I remember I remember, you know, talking with my husband and I was like, I mean, not that I didn't want to talk to her ever again. Um I was totally fine with her coming over with the hospice team. I was totally fine with her having conversations, but because I'm an adult, you know what I mean? It was when they started offering services to our children oh. that I began to say, you know, let's take a step back because I didn't want her to encourage my daughter because she was talking to her more so than the boys. I didn't want her to encourage her to be sad. You know, like this mm -hmm. is this is what we're dealing with and it's OK to be sad. Um, but her her approach was just completely different than than how we wanted to handle it um and i can remember after that conversation that she had with my daughter my daughter said she just kept asking me how do you feel and then when i would say how i felt she would say are you sure is that really how you feel and so i just you know what i mean so i think mm -hmm. but that, i think that speaks to the that expected grief like they expect you to feel a certain way. That's a requirement. It's, almost. Right. Like, why aren't you feeling yeah. like that way? What's wrong you with you that be. you're not living in that sadness mm -hmm. and grief? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and for us, it was it was like you. For us, it was our faith, and we were hopeful. Um, and so we, um, I don't feel like we were in denial. Right. Because no, we wanted, no, you know, because we wanted a different outcome. So, yeah. you know, it was just but but I agree. Like, I think I think grief is a word that we use when something doesn't look like we thought. Um, and that that doesn't that doesn't mean that you don't grieve, but that doesn't mean it's grief. Right. You know, well, and the other thing is too. my husband handled, you know, he had a different way of handling it. We weren't always in the same place all the time. And he was the one that remarked, there are just these moments that he'll be driving and see a kid playing soccer on the soccer field. And this was when they were younger and think, Mac's not ever going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. And that that would be when it, and it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't last long, but it would just be these little moments like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, he and I have talked a lot about it, and and um, I think the strength of our marriage has been been it has been strengthened through this process. Thank goodness, because not a lot. Because yeah. a lot does, of times it's it doesn't right. always that's happen right. that way. Right. But that that's why we were also get able to get through those hard times, whether they lasted a little bit longer or they were those momentary brief mm -hmm. instances, um, because we were. We were moving through it together. Yeah. yeah, and I think those instances is just a realization, right, that our child is different, yeah. and they're going to be different today, tomorrow, and you know, ten years from now, mm -hmm. or whenever in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't call that grief. Yeah, I think that's just processing. It's processing yeah, your like feelings. Mm -hmm. It's processing the stages of life that you're going through. You're going to feel those 
intense emotions when your child is five and going into kindergarten and then you know when all of your children your your kids friends at school are playing baseball and your child's not playing baseball or getting their driver's license and your child's not getting their driver's license i anticipate to feel those moments a lot in my life right. you know but you can't dwell you can't live in that because then you can't move forward. And right. if you can't move forward, how are you going to help your child move forward? That's exactly right. So mm -hmm. as parents, we just have to do. I mean, yeah. it's about getting, building this little, bringing up this little child and raising them to be the best human being they can be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and you, yeah, no, ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, just, just playing off that, is I didn't want my children to pick that up mm -hmm. from me mm -hmm. that, and then to feel like I'm causing mom to be sad or I'm you know I'm causing this the, these concerns and so you really want them not to to resonate with those times uh, and so I worked really hard for that not to happen and again that honoring of who they are but I will say that my son would had the ability um, in high school he, he cognitively he was really processing it and realizing there are people around me doing things that I'm not ever going to do and that was very hard for him as his own person and grieving that situation. And so that was a really hard time, that, those teenage years when he was th that full kind of realization of how very different his life is. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it's, it was tough. Those were bumpy times. I won't, yeah. I won't tell you anything otherwise. I anticipate that we'll be going but, through some of that. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's made it through and very, yeah. mm -hmm. very happy with where he is. What about unexpected joy? So to me, like grief sort of, again, it feels like there's this expectation sometimes I think that I get from others that you're like, oh, you just must be so sad all the time. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh right. my gosh. The like, pity. Your right. life, like, oh, mm -hmm. I just feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I just can't imagine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like A, like I had, a like we had choices. Right. Um, or B, you know, but but then having said that, I wouldn't have chosen differently. I wouldn't give back who my people are. Mm -hmm. I, I've loved them and have found joy right. in that. And mm -hmm. again, to me, there, there's that piece of it right. that I, I feel that when people kind of talk about this sadness, mm -hmm. that they don't recognize the joy in it too. That comes out of it. You know, I had um, a social worker ask me one time, if you could change one thing, for Elijah, um, or if you could change one thing from the experience, if you could change one thing for yourself, what would you change? But it had to relate to that situation with Elijah. And, um, and, and you know, I, sitting there thinking about it, I was kind of like that, you know? Like if, if I could change anything, it would be giving him the choice to choose mm -hmm. because I'm good with who he is. I'm satisfied with who he is, right. you know, and, and for me, he doesn't know anything but who he is. Okay. He doesn't know um, that he's different. You know what I mean? Like he, that's not something he's, I think, aware of. Sure. So, so I, I wouldn't create a different scenario for him. You know, thinking about the, the playing ball, we played football for, so one of the other boys, his birthday is the day before Elijah's. So we went to play football for his birthday and what did they do but 
they passed Elijah the ball. And <laughs> as he held it, my husband pushed him in his wheelchair <laughs> as if he was running the ball. Um, and so there's, there's ways for him to be included now with our family. But like Marisol just said, I anticipate mm -hmm. that if he uh, continues this life, there will be things that he'll miss out on. But does that mean his life is any less lived? You know what I mean? Like, I think mm -hmm. we just, I think, um, I just choose not to be sad about it. You know, I, I have our, we have our moments and we think about that stuff. I just, for my own mental health, I just, I can't wallow in sadness wallow. and pity word. and, yeah. I just, I choose to find that joy yeah. and the unexpected joy wherever I can in this situation. So I think that's a great question, you know, because honestly, it makes me think, and I, I think this would have been my answer if anybody would have ever asked me that. I would have said, it's not them that I want to change. I, I would love to change the world so it wasn't so hard for them yeah. so that they can move through the world and be who they're supposed to right. be or who they're meant to be without everybody else's expectations, right? Mm. And Honestly, that goes for every individual. Like, like honestly, I, I'd move that past everybody. It, yeah. To me, it's like I wouldn't change anything about anyone. It's just I would make the world. Uh, it's one of those pie in the sky yeah. sort of things, <laughs> right? Like right. I, this is where when I start talking about some of those things. Yeah. But it's it's honestly, I would take down those barriers yeah. and let. Why does it have to be so hard sometimes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. open it. open every perspective. Yeah. Right, inclusive. And, yeah, make it inclusive. Mm -hmm. So that's the next step, right? After mm -hmm. acceptance is inclusion mm -hmm. and belonging. And, belonging. Yeah. And belonging, right? Not inclusion as just being present. Mm -hmm. Check you're there. Right. Real submersion, inclusion, yeah. being part and belonging. Yeah, my, I had a conversation with my daughter one time about inclusion, and and I told her the best way that I could describe it. I told her, um, inclusion is being invited to the party and then being allowed to dance. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times I think, I think there's this misconception that inclusion means you get the invitation. You get the invitation. Right. And it's, it's so much more than that. It's, yeah. it's, it's really being able to belong and be a part when you're there. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, our society isn't built for that. No. There's still so many ways that our children are not included in education, in buildings, mm -hmm. in certain systems mm -hmm. that are meant to serve them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people believe they're experiencing grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And I will say too, it kind of goes with this. And it's my perspective of that word special mm -hmm. for me because I've heard that all through the years of his special needs, well, the accommodations, he's he's got to have something different and special. And I finally have reached the conclusion, no, he really, the, we need for the world to meet him where he is, but he has human needs. He has the same needs for friendships. He has the same needs to be educated to the best of his ability. He doesn't, it's no more special than anybody else, what he needs. He needs the same thing everybody else needs mm -hmm. and everybody else is striving for. Mm -hmm. And so work with us and, and work to, to meet him where he is or Emily where she was and help us to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the same needs as every other kid in the class. Mm -hmm. right. Every of, ever kid on the ball field, right. whatever. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to make your child fit into this nice little neat box, mm -hmm. you have to think outside the box. Life is, is full of unpredictability and 
our children are unique. They're different. They have, you know, special gifts. But we got to tap into those. And I think that thinking outside the box, including all um, all ways of learning and approaching children, is is important. And that we don't see that enough. Yeah. And I'm like you. I wouldn't trade my two kids mm -hmm. for the world. Yeah. So neither would I. They might have their own perspectives right. about that, right. but mm -hmm. that's, that's right. not my. That's yes. I, I took them just the way they came mm -hmm. and was so thrilled that they were with us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I have found lots of joy in my children. They are nothing like what I expected. Mm -hmm. And my life is nothing like how I expected. Mm -hmm. But I have so much joy every day looking at both of them. Mm -hmm. I think part of the my my thought is with issue the issue with grief and joy is that from an outside perspective they think of disabilities as a burden mm -hmm. and so when you talk about having a child with special needs and I've heard this many times whenever I say my daughter has down syndrome I've heard it from my own doctor's office the nurse there I'm so sorry why? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be sorry. I'm not sorry. She has brought so much joy into my world. There's absolutely no need to be sorry. But by saying that, it implies that you view my child as a burden, as something less than what she is, something negative. And that is not the case, not in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that uh, a lot of times that's linked with that word grief. Right, and I have a hard time with that. that. That's one of the reasons I have a hard time. I find so much joy in, in my children. And, and yes, we have lots of moments where I cry and I have no mm -hmm. idea what the future is mm -hmm. gonna bring, mm -hmm. but. I think a lot of times I focus too, on the joy. you know, a lot of people who find or see the burden or the problem or the grief even, I think a lot of times it's because um, they're looking at it from their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be a burden for them, maybe. You know, maybe they themselves would be grieved by living in, in the moment, in, in that moment. Um, I think, you know, when, when people, oh, I can't imagine. Well, it's because they really can't. Like, it's, it's a hard, like, I, they couldn't imagine having to cater to the needs of, of, of another individual like we cater to our children and and um and so I just you just extend a little grace to those folks you know I think they just they don't I don't think everyone is intentionally um coming at it or or misreading or trying to put something out there that that isn't I think a lot of times they're coming from a place of they don't know or um their experiences are just completely different and I think society has a lot to do with it just the way society views uh, children, yeah, the world view. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole world view. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not intentionally, mm -hmm. but that's how it comes across, and that's what the information they're getting mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize when they say, "I could never do what you do," mm -hmm. and I think, well, if your child happened to be born with a disability, or are, are you really saying you would not do this? Mm -hmm. So I just don't think that they even are realizing what that statement implies and when they say you know the I'm sorry and right. they're just not they're not putting all of those pieces together because they as you said they just don't have that experience that that um, background that helps them get it just a little bit more mm -hmm. but I'll tell you when I feel joy 
is and when my children have surprised others yeah. with um, so, with the unexpected mm. because there's such expectations, mm -hmm. and when they've surprised them with the, the incredible humor that they both have, with the different abilities that they both have, but that they can bring them to bear in such um, wonderful ways. Mm -hmm. And I just get so much joy in seeing people realize, oh my gosh, he's really funny. And, and have not given him the benefit of the doubt of thinking he could he, he could is. crack some great jokes. Right. Marisol does really funny. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, but that that brings joy, and the tiny little milestones, mm -hmm. because Mac didn't hit any milestones. I threw that word out the window long ago. Mm -hmm. Emily too, but when they got to whatever little next marker was in their life, there was such joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had such celebrations of the smallest things. Um, because they were so meaningful for our family. Mm -hmm. so. I, and I think too, you know, just thinking about that, if, if we grieve the fact that they're here, but not what we expected, how much harder would grief be if they weren't here? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like I just, just thinking about that, you know, just from the milestone perspective, um, if I if if I grieve everything that Elijah doesn't do, how can I find true joy in the things that he does? You know, yeah. I just mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, it's about choice and it's about perspective and 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 making sure mine fits what I believe and not what you know any other communities try to force on us or the healthcare space or anybody else. Like this is this is what we believe and we choose joy. We choose yeah. to be happy about it. And celebrate, celebrate every the, moment, the small moments, and every day is mm -hmm. a gift. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, it's been a gift talking to you guys again, <laughs> and um, I really appreciate it. It brings me lots of joy. So, um, thank you so much again for sharing everything. I, I just love it. So, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's been wonderful. The great conversations that we had today is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services as part of the work of the National Genetics Education and Family Support Program. The contents are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the official views of nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.